Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Please hold, because I want to actually say who he is correctly. I'm just going to take my car around the block one more time. Okay. Who is a Canadian-American psych... No, where'd it go? <laughs> what happened? You did like a puppy head tilt and then you disappeared. I'm trying to figure out if it's empathic or it's emphatic. So the next one is emphatic. I always do the head tilt when I'm figuring out a word. Hello, welcome to what I do. <laughs> I've never seen you do it that pronounced. It wasn't even the head tilt. It was the fact that after the head tilt, you were gone for like six minutes. Hey there, beautiful. Hi. How are you? I am flustered, but good. Flustered. Are we are we getting into it? <laughs> no, we're not going to get into it. Dear listeners, I am an asshat, and that's all you need to know. Hello. She is absolutely not. She made a human error, and it's absolutely fine. And also, it was supposed to happen this way. The universe intended for it to happen this way, and she just won't accept it. Not an asshat in the slightest. Aside from... Accepting the role of asshat, my name is Allie. What's your name for our new listeners out there? Hi, I'm Celeste. Optimism Prime, checking in, here to save the day, because Allie is in a mood in this exact second, because there was a moment. <laughs> Welcome to Taboos, dear listeners, or a podcast that discusses taboo cultures, often with drinks in hand and... Bowel fucking mouths there's some foreshadowing there (laughs) thank you for letting me say fucking oh girl this was meant to be do you know what my shirt says right now i can read it so yes i do dear listeners since this is an audio podcast please let me tell you what my shirt says right now because i really thought Allie would narrate and she did not so my shirt currently says Feminism is my second favorite F word. Hey, I am so excited. That's why this shit was meant to be. I was wearing this shirt. Before we get into what we're talking about and our drinking and all the things, how was your day? My day was pretty okay, actually. I am currently on a mental health break from my life as a whole because my life is mentally exhausting. So today I really did that and I really sat with myself and I was productive, but I recognized that my productivity did not affect any part of my day today other than I just wanted to be productive and that felt really good. How was your day today? 
It was a crazy day, and apparently it just continued. So here I am. Hello. Hello. I am sorry that you had a crazy day today. And again, it was meant to happen this way. I really mean that. So I'm sorry that it did and that that's frustrating because your feelings are valid. But also, I'm super excited about this. I'm more excited about this conversation right now anyway. Before we tell our listeners who might have already caught on to what the conversation is going to be about, (laughs) what are you drinking today? I am drinking a beverage from La Guintas, I think. I'm going to go with yes. And it's called a Hazy Wonder IPA. And look at the little puppies. Oh my god, he's so cute. The little puppy face. It looks like a little mapes. And um, it says, when a brilliant idea strikes, why do they say a light bulb goes off and not on? The difference between a spark of genius and a flash in the pan really just comes down to think or whim. But how can something so hazy be so bright? Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Hazy wonder embodies our endless fascination with hop forward brewing expressed in a bright and unfiltered light let us know what you think and then the number wow i wasn't ready for so many words that puppy has a lot of really intelligent things to say (laughs) apparently um it's really intense actually um it's good it's definitely weird it's so it is very hazy that's honest to god but it tastes like a lemon meringue pie beer with haze with haze that's with haze i needed to like really emphasize that the haze is separate it's a very musky beer while still being very lemon meringue pie i don't know it's good i don't know if i'm intrigued or i bet you'd fucking love it to be perfectly honest i bet you'd love it it's a heavy lemon beer i mean i love lemon meringue so i love you so what are you drinking I am drinking Sauvignon Blanc by Cupcake that I picked up from the gas station and is currently in a mason jar because I am one classy ass bitch. You are a classy ass bitch, baby. Hello? Hello? Is that up on Patreon yet? No. Oh! You know what? It's delicious, though, and I love my Sauvignon Blanc, so... I do know that's true. That is a true statement about you. So, should we tell our listeners what we're talking about, finally? I think they have waited long enough. Dear listeners, if you haven't already caught on, today's episode is about cursing or swearing or cussing or whatever you call that form of language. Sentence enhancers. There we go. That's what I call them. I'm dead ass serious. (laughs) So before we begin, I do have a disclaimer. This episode is going to contain swear words that you may not have heard us use before. You've been warned. However, just because we may say them doesn't mean that we condone the use of them in all situations. And in no respect do we condone racial slash ethnic swears and those we will not be naming. That being said, let's dive the fuck in, shall we? Dive the fuck in, baby. Balls deep. Let's go. Is balls considered a swear word? Mmm, yeah. A low-level swear. I feel like, ooh, ooh, there's low-level swears. Now that makes me think of, like, low-level demons. And that brings me to Supernatural. And now I feel like Crowley should be a part of this episode for some reason. So here's me bringing up Crowley. 
You said balls, and I immediately go to Bobby, so I don't go to Crowley. <laughs> balls or idiots. Okay, I love that you still went to Supernatural, though, because that's a telepathy that we just really have that I appreciate and love so much about our relationship. Also, shout out to Jordan from Dad's on Naquil, who's totally cheering on the Supernatural references right now. And Jordan, if you're not, we need to talk because we're fighting. Yep. So let's start with a definition. Let's. This is from Wikipedia. Profanity is a socially offensive use of language, which may also be called cursing, cussing, or swearing, cuss words, curse words, swear words, bad words, dirty words, or expletives. Accordingly, profanity, profanity, <laughs> profanity is a language used that is sometimes deemed impolite, rude, or culturally offensive. It can show a debasement of someone or something, or be considered an expression of strong feelings towards something. Some words may also be used as intensifiers. Sentence enhancers! Exactly. In its older, more literal sense, profanity refers to a lack of respect for things that are held to be sacred, which implies anything inspiring or deserving of reverence, as well as behavior showing similar disrespect or causing religious offense. Jesus Christ? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I think that swear words are sacred as fuck to me. I love swear words. I literally don't know how to have a meaningful sentence that I'm passionate about without fucking swear words. That's real. I don't feel like I convey my point. I recognize that in you. So curse words are fucking sacred in my world, and I don't really appreciate the disrespect of anybody who thinks that swear words are disrespectful. They certainly can be, but you know what else can be disrespectful? Not putting away your grocery cart when you're done grocery shopping. And yet that shit still happens all the time. True. Those people are chaotic neutral. That's a D&D reference. Thank you for that. I wouldn't have known that. So thank you for that life raft. But but people who don't put their carts away at the grocery store, y'all need some fucking manners and your mamas are ashamed of you. Let's talk about some fucking swear words, please. So this continues. The term profane originates from classical Latin profanus, literally before the temple or outside the temple, pro being outside and phanum being temple or sanctuary. It carried the meaning of either desecrating what is holy or with a secular purpose as early as the 1450s. Profanity represented secular indifference to religion or religious figures, while blasphemy was a more offensive attack on religion and religious figures considered sinful and a direct violation of the Ten Commandments. Moreover, many Bible verses speak against swearing. In some countries, profanity words often have pagan roots that after Christian influence were turned from names of deities and spirits to profanity and used as such, like famous Finnish profanity word that I'm going to mispronounce, <laughs> Perkeli, which was believed to be an original name of the thunder god Uko, the chief god of the Finnish pagan pantheon. Are you telling me that Christianity destroyed my accessibility to using curse words in public? Some of them. I don't appreciate that news. I appreciate you telling me so that I can appropriately place my anger at that fact, but I don't appreciate it being done. Carry on. So my question was, where did the concept of swearing come from because you hear curse words and swear words and 
swearing an oath is is an honorable thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I was confused to where the concept of it kind of came from. So here's the history portion. Let's history, bro. This is from English.StackExchange.com. The notion of swearing being overtly bad or crude evolved from this meaning, where saying, I swear to God, is a solemn oath not to be taken lightly for fear of going to hell. Interesting. I feel conflicted about that. Well, for this reason, invoking sacred names over trivial incidences were therefore something that was not to be done in polite company and something that children should actively be discouraged by their parents from doing. So, saying, I swear to God you're going to X, Y, Z, yeah, was seen as offensive because it was a serious thing. When you were swearing to God, it should be on serious items. It shouldn't be something that is a hasty thing to say. It should be something that you're truly passionate about, that's very meaningful to you, that aligns with your moral compass. And I think the implication here is that when you are using curse words or like in this example of I swear to God, your words might not be aligned to your moral value from a religious perspective. Yeah, you're essentially diminishing and blasphemizing the entire purpose of the swear. Yeah. Until the mid-1700s, use of obscenities, aka cursing, was treated completely separately, and during the mid-1700s, the two became lumped together as swearing and cursing, so one term, swearing and cursing, said together. Got it. By the mid to late 1700s, this was being frequently shortened to swearing, and the term swearing and cursing eventually petered out in the mid-1800s. That's crazy that it's that old, though. Yeah, and can I just say that language is so interesting to me, and I wish I had a brain that processed it better because I find it so amazing. No, real. Language is a fascinating fucking thing. It's complicated and insane, and it's fascinating how, as humans, we have gotten to this point, and there are so many languages. Yes, absolutely insane. But I really can't believe that this concept has dated back that far. So I'm really excited about this. Because you love swearing, or why? Yes, because I love swearing, and because I love history, and because I love you, and because I love when you do research, and because I love our show, and because we're all here now. What do you want from me? I'm wearing my favorite fucking shirt! (laughs) Moving on. The word swear word is an American English colloquialism from roughly 1883. Side note, remember that episode where I could not say colloquialism? And we just cut it from the entire episode. I do remember that. And I was very impressed when you said it this time because you said it like you knew that word. It's because I didn't look at it while reading it because it's spelt completely fucked. (laughs) You are not wrong. In modern English, swear, meaning to promise, has become increasingly uncommon except perhaps in legal contexts and particularly in American English. And consequently, I swear to God, meaning a solemn promise to God, would be a very archaic interpretation. The meaning of I swear to God nowadays is pretty much exclusively used as an expletive. That's really interesting. I actually do say I swear all the time. I really do say that. 
often to people. Like when I'm promising something, I swear to you I will do this or I swear to you I'm telling the truth. Like I do that. So I think it's interesting that you're saying this article indicated that it's more often used in a legal context only. You know, maybe that's not interesting. Hello, I have a legal brain. That shouldn't be news to me. That was a fun journey. I just took myself on. I'm back now. I saw you go in that circle. That little car. <laughs> beep, beep. I was over here like, hey, neighbor. You're like, I'm just going to wait for her to get back to the driveway. <laughs> so this next part was crazy interesting to me. You're crazy interesting to me. I'm just moving past that comment. Beep, beep. This is from Steven Pinker who is a Canadian-American cognitive psychologist, linguist, and popular science author. Ooh, that is an impressive rap sheet. So I watched two videos on it, and it wasn't the full um, presentation that he was giving. It was only on the portion that related to swearing. I'm going to link the videos in our show notes. Disclaimer, however, there is a racial slur used within it because he's using it in reference to the um pyramid of swearing per se okay it's only used once though and i'm not using it here i just want the listeners listeners to know if they go listen it is in there so you've been warned and we do not condone the use of that word personally exactly but otherwise the discussion itself amazing and i wish i don't know if he's still alive but he probably is. I don't know. If he is, I'd love to see him speak. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're not dead. <laughs> so different types of swearing. There are five, according to what Steven Pinker outlined. While he was alive. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. He wasn't that old in the video. <laughs> Although the video looks like it was filmed with a fucking potato. So that's why I'm unsure. He looked like he was maybe 40 in it, though. So... He's alive, you guys. Just moving on. Go (laughs) go look at stuff done by Steven Pinker. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. So the first form of swearing is abusive, used with the intent to abuse, insult, or intimidate someone, a.k.a. telling someone they're a piece of shit, telling them to fuck themselves, or calling them a cunt. The second type is, oh god, I'm totally going to say this word wrong, dysphemistic. Dysphemisms are the opposite of euphemisms. They make the user think of the uncomfortable thing as opposed to avoiding it. So for instance, will you pick up your dog's shit? Or while I was at work, you were fucking our neighbor. So directing the person to the item versus a euphemism using something to direct the thought away from the unpleasant item. That's fascinating, bro. Oh my god, that's so cool. I am so excited about this right now. I love that news because these are some of my favorite words. These are a few of my favorite things. Are you going to sing that now? Uh, I know. What are the words, though? Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. I don't. That's all I got right now. I always remembered the line about kittens. The third one is idiomatic, most likely the most common use of swearing. It's used to show that a meeting is informal and that a person feels comfortable enough around the other people to swear. So using phrases like piss poor, what the fuck, get your shit together, and all kinds of non-committal swears, 
but it levels the playing field amongst your peers. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it brings a sense of camaraderie to the conversation to a degree. And that's what you're saying. Yep, exactly. It says we're all equals here and I feel comfortable enough around you to use this casual language. What's really interesting about that, though, is the hierarchy of who can bring that up, who can use the swear word in certain settings. Like, I'm just going to use this as an example. I remember the first time that I moved from our previous role in accounting to my current role in business, and my boss's boss dropped the F-bomb in not only my interview, but I'm pretty sure like every meeting that I ever had with him. And I love this man. He's a really good man. But I knew for a fact that I couldn't say the word back, even though in that meeting he did. There is a hierarchy, even though he used it in that sense of, I am making this a level playing field for you, and I am making you comfortable in this environment because I don't give a shit what I say in this environment right now. I'm making you comfortable. I know that I couldn't say it. So I think that that's an interesting perspective to that exact familiarity and camaraderie that is created with swearing. Yeah, that's an exactly perfect example and one that they actually found in studies where if all the coworkers that were essentially within the same or similar job positions were together, they would use casual swearing amongst conversations within themselves. But once management came in, the swearing would tone down significantly. I mean, yeah, I think that's a very normal experience for people. And I, as I'm really sitting with that, I actually don't know how I feel about it. In thinking about it from the camaraderie perspective, I don't know how I feel about it in that setting as not this man using it, because I know this man and he's a good man. Okay, but I'm just thinking leader figure saying swear words in front of peers, in front of associates who are not as high in the food chain as them, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to say below them because that's not how I operate, but on the hierarchy, that's how it works. And I really don't know, is that setting a false precedence at that point, like of, of a false sense of security maybe? Because as the associate under, I was really not uncomfortable by it. It did comfort me to make me know that he didn't have a stick up his ass and that he was cool enough to say swear words in front of me, but also made me uncomfortable in the sense of, but I can't say it back. So is this really a fair conversation? Are we really on a level playing field? Because if I drop the F-bomb in this interview, I lost it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think there are expectations set by society. Yeah. That's really what I was getting at, is that it's a double-edged sword in some cases. So the next one is emphatic. It's used to emphasize a point. So this is what you use. This is you. This is me. That's fucking amazing. I fucking love this. Holy shit, that's awesome. That's emphatic. Yes, this is me. The final one is cathartic. I have a really hard time with this word, you guys. Cathartic. Okay. I thought you said it right before you said I had a really hard time with this word. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You did, though. You said it well. Either way, it's ridding your negative feelings and alerting others to your rage by using a swear to fully express it. Like when you stub your toe. So one thing that I watched and read on this was 
Yes, you stub your toe and you swear to like let out that energy and those negative feelings. But another thing that they related to it was in the wild, mammals, when they injure themselves or when they run into a predator or another anything that raises their sense of fear, mm-hmm. they will let out an exclamation of just like, Rrr. we don't do that as humans. That's not what we do to like express angst or anything like that nature unless you're working out or something like that potentially if you stub your toe you're not just gonna like gorilla grunt you're gonna (laughs) swear so it kind of morphed itself into this form of expression where you're both ridding yourself of those feelings and alerting others in a way tapping into that primal brain possibly I think that that's fascinating. And I honestly, as you were doing that entire thing, I understood and related to specific instances of stubbing my toes because stubbing my toe is like my number one reported self-injury, honest to God. And I do both of those things. I swear in moments of pain and also I do the excellent rendition of a little gorilla grunt that you did. I do that also. That is a real thing that I do. And every time it's like all in my vocal cords and I feel like an absolute fucking psycho when I'm done doing it. But it felt really good to come out of my body. (laughs) Nice. And then I ask myself why I am this way. (laughs) So those were the five different types of swears. This next portion, I have a fun little game if I can figure out how to get it to work for us. Okay. I thought that was really cool, though, and I really align with the five different types of swearing. Like, I really do use swear words all the fucking time, you guys. Like, in all of those contexts, I swear all the time. But I really appreciated recognizing the different types of use by name because I didn't realize that they had different types of names. Yeah, I never thought about the different ways swearing is broken down either until this research and i think it's important to note too that swearing takes on different forms in other cultures so for instance there's a lot of insults in japan that are related to like losing face or looking like a fool it's a status thing whereas being called a fool in our society it's like okay big deal but in japan it's seen as a big deal or in highly religious societies damn or jesus christ are considered still very profane swears or even just the word hell like Mm -hmm. that's a very offensive word in a lot of households because that is the worst place you could possibly go yep i think that's the dmv but tomato tomato wow so you can't hear or read a taboo word without your brain stopping and registering it it will not just hear it or see it as noise or squiggles, it registers it and says, stop, there's something here. I must acknowledge that this is a thing. And they know this because of something called the Stroop test. Are you familiar with the Stroop test at all? No. Okay, you've probably seen it before in like psychology classes. It's where a set of words is put on a screen and they are the names of colors. And initially, the color is associated to the name, like the name is written out in the color Oh, so pink is pink and blue is blue. But at one point, the word pink is written in blue and blue is written in the color pink. 
Yep, and then you have to say the name okay. of the color and not the yes word. I am very familiar with this test now. I have only done it in like implicit bias tests, so I didn't know that it was called that. But yes, thank you for clarifying that for me, though. Not a problem. So they performed the Stroop test with taboo words. And if I can get this video to come up. I would be really curious how I would do on this test now. Oh, look at you sharing things. I should have noted where it was. That would have been helpful. <laughs> okay. It's coming up soon. Okay. Can you actually see these words first? Yeah. Okay. So can you read these words? Or I'm sorry. Can you tell me the color of these words, please? Black, green, red, blue, black, green, blue, red. You did it extremely fast. In the video, the audience struggles tremendously <laughs> with it. And I truly think that's because uh, we swear I quite swear so often. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. But. No, not at all. I actually figured that you were probably going to fly through it, honestly, because I went through it really quick, too. But oh. in the video with Steven Pinker, the audience does delay quite tremendously on seeing the words because their brain pauses trying to register. It's registering the word while they're trying to ignore the word and say the color. Interesting. Also, though, okay, so yes, I am very familiar with swear words. Some of those swear words that were on there, I was like, oh, that's a swear word. So my brain really did think about it, but also I'm good at, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to say it. I'm good at challenges like that. I'm good at, I'm good at the implicit bias test because I really am paying attention. Mm hmm. I'm not saying that those people weren't paying attention or invalidating your research or the test at all, but maybe I wasn't a good test subject. <laughs> like I said, I figured you were going to fly through it. I just thought it was something fun to try. I loved it, though. That was really cool. I think it's also interesting to note that even though you flew through it, your brain was still registering the words you were reading as opposed to just the colors that you were supposed to be focusing on. Yeah. So if you're curious, I'm you... Don't share it with me. But I'm curious. Let's see if I remember the words. Are you ready? Sure. I think I still have the screen up. Because I think I can do this. I do have the screen up. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. If I recall correctly, the words were, I might not do them in the correct order. Fuck, piss, cunt, tits, asshole, shit. How many am I missing? Two. You want a hint? Yeah. They both start with P. Was one of them pussy? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Steven Pinker putting the pussy out there um and the other one is i don't know prick shut up prick is not okay i did get yelled at one time for using the word prick so i guess it is a swear word but i wouldn't i never say that word so like not because it's offensive to me i just think it's a stupid fucking word so i don't use it <laughs> but that was really impressive actually i impressed myself with how many i remembered and i think it's interesting that once again your brain registered them enough to remember them. Yeah, because I really was reading them. I wasn't just focused on the color. I really mm -hmm. was I really was processing the words. Yep. That was a fun experiment. Thank you for doing that. Of course. So there are surprising benefits of swearing. 
This is from the BBC.com. Research shows that children start swearing by the age of six or younger, and we tend to swear about 0.5 to 0.7% of the time, which can amount to dozens of curse words a day depending on how much you talk. They have not met Celeste. Hello, dear researchers. (laughs) Dear researchers, welcome to Taboos. (laughs) Come over anytime. You can have a case study. My daughter is seven. She also says all kinds of bad fucking words. It'll be a good time. We're really going to screw up your data. Our curses may not even use the same part of the brain as the rest of our vocabulary and habits. Swearing is handled by the brain differently than regular language, according to Richard Stevens, a psychologist and author of Black Sheep, The Hidden Benefits of Being Bad. While most language is located in the cortex and specific language areas in the left hemisphere of the brain, swearing might be associated with a more rudimentary, older area of the brain. Aphasics usually have damage to the left hemisphere and can often have difficulty with speech but there are plenty of recorded cases in which aphasics can use stereotypical language more fluently, meaning they can sing songs or swear fluently, Stevens says. Research with people who suffer from Tourette's syndrome, in which some have swearing tics, suggests that swearing is associated with a deeper-lying brain structure, the basal ganglia. That's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see that when we use... Swearing, it lights up the left hemisphere. I'm sorry, it lights up the um, amygdala of the person that is receiving it. So the threat area of the brain. Of the other person. Mm -hmm. I absolutely recognize that to be true. It can also be used for more effective communication. The most obvious advantage of swearing is to communicate effectively. By swearing, we not only communicate the meaning of a sentence, but also our emotional response to the meaning, our emotional reaction to something. It allows us to express anger, disgust, or pain, or to indicate to someone that they need to back off without having to resort to physical violence. Studies have shown that swearing can increase the effectiveness and persuasiveness of a message, especially when it is seen as a positive surprise. I was actually going to say that I really absolutely align swearing to an exciting thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like, and also, I mean, because you had mentioned specifically, like, negative connotations, but swearing has all kinds of positive connotations in terms of excitement, in terms of sexual arousal, in terms of surprise. Like, there are really positive fucking experiences that can come from swearing too so i really appreciate that we can have this conversation and bridge that gap to hopefully help educate people on the validity of swear words in their entirety yeah definitely and that ties into the expression our expressing our emotional response to something like that can be positive or negative in whatever manner we're trying to express it obviously yeah I also really loved that this is a form of effective communication and that that was specifically called out because as my little humble thing, I really recognize I am a very effective communicator, but more often than not, people don't believe that I'm an effective communicator because I swear so often. And I really appreciated hearing that the two are not mutually exclusive. In fact, people who are swearing are being more effective because that's truly my that's my goal Mm -hmm. 
In a series of studies, Stevens and his colleagues illustrated how swearing can increase tolerance to pain. Students who repeated a curse word were able to keep their hand in a bucket of ice water longer than those who uttered a neutral word. As well as pain tolerance change, participants also showed an increase in heart rate. When you swear, your heart rate goes up even more, which suggests an emotional response to the swearing itself. This response is the stress, fight, or flight response, and it works as an analgesic. So in that research that they conducted where they had students stick their hand in a bucket of ice water, the students that stuck their hands in a bucket of ice water and swore throughout actually doubled the time that they could like withhold having their hand in the ice water than those that did not curse. Interesting. There's also solidarity from swearing. Research suggests that the amount of potential benefit you get from swearing depends on how taboo the curse word is to you, which likely depends on how often you were punished for using them as a child. A study published in 2013 found that people who were punished for swearing more frequently as children had a higher skin conduit conductance response, a measure of physiological arousal, when they first read a list of swear words out loud in a lab as an adult. So physical arousal to swear words is more common in people who were essentially repressed from using swear words. I think that that is a true and very common philosophy about all things that are repressed. We just talked about that in our nipples episode. True. That very much makes sense to me. And actually, I didn't intentionally do it, but that's a philosophy that I implemented in my parenting. Like, Tiny can say swear words as long as they're appropriate and we're in the appropriate context and setting, but I don't set a precedent that I can swear and she can't. She chooses not to. She chooses to say F word or S word when I say fuck or shit. Like she chooses to correct me because that's who she is. But if she chose to say shit because she fell off her bike, she's allowed to do that. I'm not going to say no to that. Mm -hmm. Recent research has also largely debunked the assumption that swearing is necessarily a function of low class or lack of education and language fluency. That's absolutely not fucking true. Shout out to every doctor I know with a foul fucking mouth. Yep. Timothy J. and his colleagues found that the tendency to swear correlated with verbal fluency more generally and was not a result of having a deficient vocabulary. And as Stevens discusses in Black Sheep, research from the University of Lancaster published in 2004 shows that though swearing reduces with increasing social class, the upper middle class swears significantly more than the lower middle class suggesting that at some point on the social ladder, people don't care about the effects. I think that that is a very, very obvious thing because there is that gap on the social ladder where at some point the amount of money you have means that you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's a real thing. I think that it feels really obvious that it's present in language as well i.e. swear words in public spaces or whatever. I think that's really interesting, and thank you so much for sharing that because my brain really enjoyed learning that. Yeah, it definitely makes a ton of sense that at some point it just becomes a commonality and is non-offensive because money makes things not matter. So, Like, I'm confident that Donald Trump has erased millions of swear words from all of his angry tweets. I'm sure that they were far more profane than they were by the time they were released. I'm confident that's real. I'm confident that Donald Trump says all kinds of foul fucking words. 
because he says all kinds of foul fucking words that are not curse words. There's no punishment for the words that are being said. This isn't me attacking Donald Trump specifically, but shout out. Yeah, I agree 100%. I also think that it's interesting that swearing is associated to an uneducated perspective because I really think about the number of contexts that the word fuck has. When I say fuck, that can mean like 25 different things because it can be used in 25 different ways and that is real and each one is entirely applicable in its meaning. Do you know how smart a human brain has to be to know one word that has 25 applications? Mm -hmm. Like I'm and to use them effectively because there are people who wouldn't know. And that's not me saying that I'm smarter than other people. I'm not this isn't that. I am just saying in the context of if you use swear words, you're uneducated. That's not fucking true at all. It really truly depends on the placement and the validity and the intonation of your voice. And it's all part of effective communication. Like you said, the placement itself, the syntax itself is all important. It all plays a role in being an effective communicator. So I think that if you swear, it actually is the opposite. And isn't that even a thing that people say the smarter you are, the more often you swear? Isn't that like a wives tale or some shit? Um, I didn't come across anything research wise like that, but I have something at the end kind of like that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait. So that's actually all I had for direct research. I thought what could be fun, though, are some non-American swears that I'm just Ooh! going to absolutely butcher some of these. So <laughs> apologies to everybody. I'm so excited. So these first couple ones are from the British. Good day, governor. Twat. Ooh, I love twat. Twat is translated to pussy, so you can imagine how this word can be colorfully used in so many different situations. Side note, sorry. These are from RightBap and MatadorNetwork.com. I use twat waffle a lot. Same here. It's just a fun word. <laughs> I love twat waffle. The next one is wanker. Ooh. It's such a wanker. Ooh, did I go Australian? I don't know how to do a British accent. I'm lost. Sorry, guys. I don't care. I, you did an accent and I was here for it. Yeah, that's real. I don't hear wanker as often, but my stepdad likes to say wanking motion in response to things that he finds funny. So that's my correlation there. So for anybody that doesn't know, the word wank means to masturbate, which means adding ER at the end means you're calling somebody a masturbator. <laughs> what an insult. You're such a masturbator, Allie. And one of my favorites for calling people morons is taking the piss. I've never heard that one. So if someone from your team is being unproductive or downright silly, you can say, are you taking the piss? Oh, why? <laughs> I don't have reasons. I just like it. <laughs> okay. So for my friends over in Australia, there is bloody oath, which is code for fuck yeah, often used for showing your immense support for something. Love that news. Then in Gaelic, there is, here we go, Marv Ashort. Ooh, hello, Lagatha. Actually, I said that wrong. Hang on. <laughs> Mar iv ashk ort, which translates to a shroud on you, which I really like because it really is a curse. 
Yes, thank you, Lagatha, for sharing that word with us. Dear listeners, it only took me like five times. <laughs> Check out our blooper reel. Then in German, oh, I love this one. There's Himmeldanerwetter, which means heaven thunder weather. Wow, you did really good on that one, too. Heaven thunder weather. Oh, my God. And it uses the equivalent of saying damn it. Wow. That's a lot for damn it. Can you imagine just being in a really shitty like situation, though, and going, Himmeldanerwetter. That's how I'm going to pronounce my frustration. No, I can't. I can't wait until Moose just starts running around saying that shit. In Argentinian Spanish, there is Che Polodo. Nice. Che is an Argentinian catch-all word that can mean hey or dude or man or bro. Typically, you hear it said between friends, but boludo literally means ball sack, but it can also mean jerk. Oh, I am going to start calling people ball sack because that sounds like a good time. In Yiddish, there is Gekoken Ofenyam, which translates to go shit in the ocean. Why do you know all these languages? No, I'm probably butchering all of these. Okay, but you say it like not like you're worried about saying them like an idiot. So you're definitely saying them better than I would be saying them. Like, who are you? Google Translate? Yes. (laughs) Is that part of your Google Air functionality? Absolutely. But going back to the fact that this means go shit in the ocean. (laughs) Please don't, though. Please don't shit in the ocean. That sounds like a pleasant experience. Ew. This next one is Greek, and it's namoklesis terxidia. Give me a word. Any word. And I will tell you the meaning of that word is Greek. Shout out to Tiny's favorite movie. What movie is that? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What is wrong with you? I've never seen it. Shut your mouth. Oh my God. I am offended. What is the meaning of this word? Because now I'm going to use it against you. The direct translation is fart on my balls. That to you for not seeing my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I'm so mad at you right now. I can't believe it. It's essentially to say that you are powerless and ineffective. At watching incredible movies. Yes, that is you right now. I'm saying that is a true statement. Okay. <laughs> it's a chick flick. I'm not going to lie. This next one is in Hindu, and it is Ula Kapata, which translates to son of an owl in a culture where owls are considered lazy and stupid. Oh, that hurts my heart for owls. Owls are not intelligent animals, no matter what the mystical world would like us to think. Like, sorry, Harry Potter. And fucking Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is really who exacerbated that owls are geniuses, I think. Well, I would point to the tales of, um, is it like King Arthur that has the owl? Archimedes? What is that owl's name? Totally feeling at this. Anyway, moving on. You know a lot about owls, babe. Yep. Not that much. Nicely done. <laughs> that was my owl contribution. And this final one is Polish. Jebech Slesa, which translates to, you fuck hedgehogs. <laughs> oh, poor hedgehogs. We do not condone bestiality. And that is what I had for other swears in other languages, and they may or may not be used anymore, but I say we throw them into our rotation. 
I am going to work on the pronunciation of some of those and definitely are going to be in our rotation. Welcome to Taboos, where we say foreign swear words, too. So that's really what I had for like the research portion. But one question that I had for you that I thought was interesting that you have brought up throughout this was one thing that society differentiates in swearing, in my opinion, is when it's at somebody versus when it's used as an exclamation of something. Mm -hmm. I kind of align with that, honestly, except for in very specific situations, swearing directed at somebody generally is in a heated moment and regretted later on, in my opinion, typically, unless the person truly deserves it. You know what I mean? Um, no. Yes, but no, because I guess I'm struggling. I'm struggling because... I use them as exclamation more often than not, but because of the delivery and how loud I get and, and, and when I'm angry, even though they are an exclamation, they can still be interpreted as the other kind, as a direct swear word. I don't always think the interpretation of the swear word in its context is present just because things are heated. Does that make sense? Did I say that okay? Yeah, I think what I mean though is I don't call someone an asshole or a dick or a bitch unless I mean it and that's only in one like I almost never would say that to somebody's face. That's not something that I do. I almost never swear at somebody honestly. When I swear it is exclamations of excitement or anger. It's never used as a um as a salt on the wound. It's not as an enhancement on an insult. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, noun isn't the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. It's I don't use it in abusive manners. Okay, thank you. I was not going there, and I did not understand that was the context that you were questioning. So, yes, I agree with you. I don't use it in abusive manners either. There would be no point in that for me because I just don't speak to people like that. That, I do think, is an unintelligent response. Mm -hmm. That is why I would not speak to somebody like that. Not only because it's disrespectful, but I wouldn't use the words that I use in my everyday vocabulary like that because it's that's an uneducated response. It's so easy to just call someone a fucking bitch and walk away. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I am a fucking bitch. And what was your point? Like, mm -hmm. that doesn't do anything for me. If I'm really going to make a mark i'm not gonna do it like that but i do recognize that there are people who do speak like that and who are very aggressive in speaking like that and that's their primary form of making a mark on people and that's really gross yeah and in doing this research i came to realize that when i swear it is truly when i'm excited whether that's in frustration or happiness i really don't swear as much as i thought i did honestly I I would agree with you on the excitement relatability. That's absolutely my position on it as well. I feel like you swear a healthy amount, but you definitely don't swear as much as I do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. I don't know why I swear so fucking much, but I really do. And I just, I don't know. I can't help it. The words just come out sometimes. And I can understand that. So that was truly all I had for this episode. But I do have a quote that I think is absolutely perfect. And kind of ties into your 
earlier comment about education being linked to swearing. Excellent. This is from Stephen Fry, who is phenomenal. Do you know who he is? Um, I feel like I know that. Isn't he like the fucking drive through guy? I don't know what that is, but he's an actor <laughs> and I can name the movies that I would name of him that I know him from are movies that okay. I don't know if you've seen, but like V for Let's Vendetta. Let's roll with no. No. The Hobbit. Next. He is the master no. of Lake Town. Okay. Those are the two that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, He's in a shit ton of other stuff. He's just a gift to the world. Shout out to Steven. Sorry about the drive through comment. Glad you're a gift to the world. The sort of twee person who thinks that swearing is in any way a sign of a lack of education or a lack of verbal interest is just a fucking lunatic. Ooh, yes, snaps all around. That's real. And that is what I had on swearing. I loved this. I loved this research. This was so fun and super important to me because obviously I love my vast little vocabulary so thank you so much for doing this what did you learn here today i'm asking you first i well i learned that i didn't swear as much as i thought and then i learned that there are different types of swearing which i thought was really interesting that was my favorite part everybody go watch the steven pinker video i also thought that that was a really cool part to be honest with you that was probably what i learned was the different types of swearing and that was actually really important to me because you know how I like my little categories and my little lists of things. And I'm a very visual person like that. So seeing it laid out like that was really, really cool. Um, as well as my favorite part being, not what I learned here, but my favorite part being the test. And that I actually did really well on remembering the letters, not letters, remembering the words. That was also letters. Those are fun, letters. unexpected <laughs> twist for me. <laughs> Yeah, you did really great on that. Thank you. That's my absolutely useless fucking superpower. I mean, who knows what it could come in handy for someday. But Nothing. I remember those words. <laughs> but I remember those words. Well, as you already answered what you learned here today, I would appreciate if you could inform our guests of our guests. Wow. <laughs> Hello, guests. B. Oh. Guest, be a guest, put our service to the test. Tie a napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we'll provide the rest. Shoop to shore, hot hors d'oeuvres, why we only live to serve. Uh, try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask, Ask the, the dishes! dishes. <laughs> okay, so there was that. Um, sometimes I wonder what's actually wrong with me. I just need you to know that. Dear listeners, not guests, you got two songs in one episode. Welcome to this shit show. If you could inform everyone of the things, I would greatly appreciate it. Dear listeners, if you would like to reach out to us on any of the things, please feel free. You may find us on Twitter and Instagram at Taboos the Pod. We are just Taboos on Facebook. If you have any taboo topics that you'd like to suggest, you can shoot us an email at Taboos the Pod at gmail.com. Allie is saying no at me. That is wrong. At taboos podcast at gmail.com. That one she said yes to. I did good. We have a Patreon page. If you would like to help us keep the lights on, 
We are an indie grassroots podcast, which means that we absolutely do this shit for free. So if you'd like to support us, we would be so very appreciative. You can find all of that information on our website, which is taboosthepod.com. How'd I do? Beautiful. Except for that one that one bit. They don't know about it. We might get <laughs> it might get cut. Who knows? It shouldn't, but okay. Also, dear listeners, just a call out here. If you want to tell us what your favorite swear word is, I'm super curious because Celeste, I already know what yours is. Otherwise, I'd ask. But anyways, for your, for the listener's sake, what's your favorite swear word? My favorite swear word is fuck. I love the word fuck. I really, really love the word fuck. I have so many ways to say it. It makes me feel so many things. Ah, I fucking love the word fuck, but it must specifically be spelled F-U-H-K, and I have that for a reason. When I was 14 years old, my mother absolutely chewed me out for saying the word fuck, but I had spelt it wrong on purpose, and I yelled at her back because I was that child, and I told her that she couldn't yell at me because I didn't spell F-U-C-K, which is the traditional spelling of fuck. I made my own word. and. She told me I was an idiot, but she never, ever yelled at me again for saying the word fuck, and I have spelled it as such since. So for anybody who thinks that I'm stupid and don't know how to spell the word fuck, I'm not. <laughs> wow. Also because that's how I say it. I phonetically say the H. I know we've had this conversation before. I really do. When I say fuck, I really am saying F-U-H-K. There's a different pronunciation. I don't even say F-U-C-K, like, in pronouncing the word, because that's not how I do things. What's your favorite swear word? I just have to tell you that every time you spell it that way, all I hear is Goofy going, <laughs> Excellent. I make that noise, too. <laughs> Excellent. It's also fuck. It's just a fun word. Yeah. Traditional spelling, though, obviously. Yes. Traditional spelling, please. I like my C's and K's. Shout, Shout out, out to, to CK. CK. <laughs> we love you so much. That was a telepathy moment. We didn't just edit that together, just so you know. All right. So now that we've completely derailed this shit show, shall we wrap up? Let's. And as always, dear listeners, do fucking you. Be fucking taboos. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.